those who were there in the earlier days would meet every Wednesday, a few of us from home. And for some of them, those were their best moments because we'd have two, three hours and strange things will happen. How many of you were there that day when as we were worshipping, there's a perfume that came and filled the whole place. How many of you were there? It happened, I think, twice. How many of you were there that day, when, that time when the church was starting? I think it was a Sunday afternoon in the house. And then I was preaching and then a light flashed. Like a very white light. Different from the sun. How many were there? The veterans. These guys were there in the sitting room. Hallelujah. There are others who are saying, I was in your spiritual bosom when it was happening. I was there. But I'm telling you, I, this is what I, I really pray you fill my heart with this one. I pray you're going to hear my heart. Because I don't know how best to preach this. For me, yonder is not a message. It's a lifestyle. And I am calling for believers who want to go an extra mile. How many of you remember Jesus saying, Jesus has always loved people who go yonder. He has always loved people who go yonder. Give me Matthew 5 verse 41 by the way I've only ever talked about going yonder once and it was last year around this period okay Matthew 5 verse 41 in Christ okay let's start from verse 40 If anyone wants to sue you and take away your tunic, let them have your cloak also. Uh -huh. Whoever compels you to go one mile, go with him too. What's my point? Jesus has always encouraged us to have a Christianity where we operate. Jesus has always encouraged a yonder type of Christianity. Hallelujah. Can we wake up? Glory to God. If you know you're a little tired, let me give you one minute. Everybody stand. Stand, shake it off. This could be the most important I heard after salvation. Come on, shake it off, shake, shake it off, shake it off. Shake it off. Shake, shake, shake. Shake that sleepiness off. <laughs> I, I, don't worry, I don't sing shake the devil off because that's what are you singing? <laughs> I love that song. It's beautiful. 
You can take your seats. Have you shaken off the sleepiness? I'm giving you permission. If your neighbor sleeps, wake them up and tell them it's for your own good. You'll thank me later. So turn to your neighbor and say, Neighbor, I have been appointed by the pastor to ensure you are awake. You have to make a bit. Not so. Just a little bit. You, you go. Okay, okay. Now he says, whoever compels you to go one mile, go with him too. In short, Jesus has always encouraged a Christianity where you overdo it. Where when the standard for giving offering is 10 kwacha, you give 20. I don't know if you're getting my point. Where when they say minimum pledge is 100 kwacha, you yours is 150, you hear it as 150. A Christianity where you overdo it. Where when we say pray one hour, you will hear one hour twenty. Where when we say read at least two scriptures a day, you, you've heard four. It's a Christianity where you go the extra mile. Turn to your neighbor and say, a place called yonder. Oh, you can tell that to your neighbor. Get to another one. Say, a place called yonder. You know what to say afterwards. Okay, one final neighbor. Say, a place called yonder. You know what to say now. So, here's the catch. Today I will not be saying, say glory or turn to your neighbor and say this. I'll be telling you, turn to your neighbor and say a place called yonder. And you know what to say when I say a place called yonder. You practice that angelic voice the Lord has given you. Receive it by faith. Okay. Today I'm going to be teaching about a place called yonder. So let's start by first... Are we talking about a slim person? What, what are we saying? A place called yonder. I don't know if you're getting my point. Is it? Ah, uh, last come tell me. Is it a? Is it a village? Is it a village called yonder? Like what is it? So it's a place called yonder. Genesis 22. Let's look at it. A place called further. A place called deeper. It's a place called mysterious. <laughs> a place called weird sometimes. 
So we say, oh. How many of you are ready to be strange? Some of you here, they know you as that cuckoo person. Get that reputation. That's it. They will now know you as strange. You'll be that cool but strange person. Hallelujah. Because it's a place called further. I'll tell you this. Ha ha. Now, let's give a context to this scripture. God tells Abraham and he tells him, look, my guy, my G. Kai Abraham was a friend of God. <laughs> you know, next, probably by, we started plans earlier, but we've been doing a few things. So probably by next year, we'll be able to have our first young adults, eh? Conference and the like. That day, the way I will, my dress code and my language that day. Eh? I don't know if you, as in the sermon title, we'll find a way to, <laughs> I don't know if you're getting my point. The, the sermon will be very lit and and I will legit make sure that everyone will leave that meeting walk. Okay. Hallelujah. Okay, okay, okay. Back to... <laughs> Back to, back to our time. Back to our time. Hallelujah. It's on point like a decimal. Eh? Okay. Okay. Abraham. Now look. God tells Abraham saying, I want you to bring your only son and sacrifice him. God demanded a sacrifice. God demanded what? Sacrifice. By the way, the place called yonder is a place of sacrifice, in case you didn't know. It's a place of sacrifice. There are some people here you've gotten to live with me. You know what I mean. When 21 hours, I'm very tired. Where it's very understandable that, okay, I'm a man of God, at least you You think I'm asleep midnight to hear my voice. You think I don't... Uh, let, let me tell you a secret that no man of God, that most men of God will not admit. Are you ready for it? Are you ready? Sometimes I don't enjoy it. <laughs> You're surprised? Let me not lie to you. There are times I'm looking at the time and I'm just trying to fulfill my one hour. 0120. I'm trying to feel the spirit. I'm just feeling my body. Where the, the heart is winning, but the flesh is weak. And you push it, you push it, you push it, you push it. You may not have heard any word that day, but you know you've sown into the spirit. It, 
Sometimes it's a sacrifice. And you know something? Sometimes that's the biggest test for yonder. When you can be able to sacrifice. God told Abraham, come and sacrifice. The sacrifice Abraham was going to give, no other human being would have understood it. It's exam period. You still need to give him that one hour you promised him. And other people are saying, you will study. I'm not saying don't study. You, you find a way to study earlier. But you know that other human beings won't understand why you can go for an overnight and yet you've got work in the morning. Hallelujah. I'm, I'm, I'm speaking at an event. I'm speaking. I'm doing a training around nine. Afterwards, I'm heading to... You, you saw the pastor that came, right? That's the one who's hosting me at uh, Jesus Anointed Ministry. So they've been camping the whole week. They were in the conference the whole day. But they wanted to come and spend some time with us. Then at 11, that's where I'll be speaking. Friday, which is the day which has just passed, that's where I was speaking. Thursday, I was on radio, then I was speaking there, then I was speaking at UCZ, uh, the Chapel. But I still had to give God my time. I still had to give him my, <laughs> the usual one. It's yonder, hey? Eh? <laughs> so what am I trying to say? What I'm trying to say is, maybe that's why I was reading some powerful statuses by Malama. Hallelujah. <laughs> she, was, she was sharing scriptures about certain things that only happened after overnight. So I was like, okay, I've never seen this before. So my plan was to read. I think I'm sure as though I'm the one who taught her. Just come one day and say, you know, one day I was thinking to myself, or you say, one day as I was in the belly of the glory, Whatever that is. <laughs> you know, uh, we come up with two attempts. In the belly of the glory. <laughs> I saw a few words. But anyways, maybe that's why there are certain things that come after maybe things like overnights. Because for God to take you further, he demands a sacrifice. Who knows? Maybe tonight what is demanding is you to sacrifice your sleep. He's demanded you to sacrifice that bed. It's a place called yonder. Listen, anything you want to go deeper in demands your time. You want to finish that series, it will demand your time. If you want to finish that series, it will demand dedication. You have to be dedicated. Episode 1, episode 2, episode 3. You have to be seriously dedicated. You want to finish career mode in FIFA. It will demand serious dedication. Hallelujah. Some people know what I'm talking about here. Career mode is not for those. It's not for the faint-hearted. It you want to finish it without simulating. It demands you to break nights. Hallelujah. There are only very few gallant men in this place who've managed to do that. Whose name I'm not worthy to mention. Hallelujah. Only very few worthy of the title Safifa. The Nightcracker. Hallelujah. Glory to God. 
And so Abraham starts moving. And when moving on the journey, he was not alone. He was with other people. Listen, there is a place of Christianity where you're doing what is general. It's like the general Christianity, the general standard of the day. It's good, it's acceptable. Maybe it's not yet perfect, but it's good, it's acceptable. I mean, there are people who are not, they're good people, they give to the poor, they, they give their offerings, they give their tithes, they attend church service, they lift up their hand like this when I give a good point, and afterwards they leave. But then there are others who are not satisfied with that. Listen to this. Abraham said to the people he was with, all of a sudden, he was about to leave the general public. And he tells them, stay here with the donkey. The lad and I will go yonder and worship and we will come back to you. And when Abraham, now yonder simply means we'll go further. I know we could have said a place called further, but yonder just sounds nicer. So he says, the lad and I will go yonder. Meaning, and listen, there is a way God revealed himself in the place called yonder. It's in the place called yonder that Isaac was replaced. Listen, Jesus actually referred to this. He once said, Abraham rejoiced when he saw my day. Can you imagine in the place called yonder, Abraham had a revelation of Jesus. Why do we say so? Because when Abraham continued, look at this. Look at the next verse. Listen, in the place called yonder, God reveals himself deeper. Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it on Isaac's son. Who can be Isaac? Somebody come and be Isaac. Someone bring something that, 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 that symbolizes wood. I don't know anything, a chitenge or maybe a chair. Maybe a chair. Let him labor. So I want you to see this. First, come. They are all walking together. They are all enjoying Christianity. Then there was like a line here. And beyond this line, it's written yonder. And beyond this line, there's a price to pay. Somebody has to pay a price. But guess what Abraham calls that price? He calls it, I'm going to worship. And so he says, all of you remain. Let me go with the lad. And at that point, they put, he put the wood on Isaac, his son. When he put the wood on Isaac, his son, what was that symbolizing? Jesus on the cross. All of a sudden, Isaac was carrying wood. He was carrying the cross. You see that the moment they crossed the line, revelation of Jesus started. So those people who remained before the line didn't have the same revelation Abraham had. Think about that. He starts carrying the cross. It's in the place called yonder. Look at this. Uh -huh. And he took, wait, the fire in his hand. Do you know what the fire is symbolic of? The fire would only start burning after the person has died, right? So the fire is symbolic of what? It's symbolic of hell. And what's the knife symbolic of? The spear. Oh, come on. You know the cross. The knife is symbolic of the spear. Now the question, who is Isaac symbolic of? There are many people who think Isaac was symbolic of Jesus. There's an extent to which I don't agree. I understand it. But do you know what I think? 
Isaac was symbolic of all of us. He was symbolic of human beings. And God demanded that human beings, because Isaac was the hope for all of us, and God demanded that human beings should die. Why? Because the wages of sin is death. So let's go. So they are going yonder. Uh -huh. Isaac spoke to Abraham, his father. This place called yonder was becoming mysterious. The guy realizes, hey, what's going on? And he says, my father. And he said, here I am, my son. And then he said, look, the fire and the wood are here. But where is the lamb for the burnt offering? He, he suddenly notices, look, in this place called yonder, how come we're doing things a little differently from the way we're doing things outside? Where is the lamb? But this place called yonder is a place of faith. Abraham says, look at this. My son, God will provide for himself the lamb for a burnt offering. In the place called yonder, you realize that everything you give God, he will outgive you. Look at this. The two of them went together. Uh -huh. Next verse. So he laid him upon the altar. He laid him on the cross. Uh -huh. And he was about to kill him. And then an angel spoke. Uh -huh. Next verse. Give me. Come on, just keep going. Next verse. Wait, go back. You know, in this place, God was trying to test if Abraham would give him his best. The place called Yonder is the place where you give God your best. Next verse. Uh-huh. Did you find it interesting? He says, now I know that you fear God since you've not withheld and so Abraham lift, lifted up his eyes and looked. And behind him there was a ram. Somebody, by now this thing is down. Behind him there was a ram caught by its thicket. Abraham went, took the ram and offered it for a bent offering instead of his son. So he offered a ram as a burnt offering instead of his son. Now that's not even the full revelation. You know what? A ram is a ram is an old sheep. So you know what the ram was symbolic of? The Old Testament. The ram was symbolic of the Old Testament. And guess what? The ram was not the promise. The promise was the lamb. But it was showing that the Old Testament would satisfy for a while. But the lamb would still need to come. So look at this. That's why, look at what he called the place. Uh huh. Abraham called the name of the place. The Lord will provide. Meaning in this place called yonder, Abraham saw hundreds of years in the future. And he saw that the Lord will provide a lamb to be sacrificed instead of Isaac. A lamb will be sacrificed instead of humanity. It's only in the place called yonder. And then, and guess where it's provided? As it is said to this day. Look at where it's provided. Read it. Uh, I'm waiting for someone to catch it. Where is it provided? What was I teaching on? Now, 
Are you seeing that? Now, give me John 1. I, I, I don't take it for granted that there are some people who know. John 1 verse 29. Look at this. The next day, John saw Jesus coming toward him and said, Now behold the Lamb. So meaning, that love that was promised to Abraham, it was Jesus. Where did he discover that? In the place called yonder. Do you think those men who remained below the line, as good people as they may have been, do you think they were able to worship God at the same level Abraham was worshipping? Because there is something Abraham saw that they didn't see. Notice what the, even Jesus talks about it. Uh, give me John, is that John 8 where they had a long conversation? Let me see verse 54. I think it's John 8. Let me see verse 54. Place God yonder. Give me, let me see 56. Let me just check for it. Where it says, Abraham rejoiced when he saw my day. Aha. Uh -huh. Jesus speaking says, your father Abraham rejoiced to see my day. He saw it and was glad. Next verse. And the Jews say to him, you are not even 50 years old and you have seen Abraham. Uh-huh. And they said, most assuredly I say to you, before Abraham was, I am. Where did Abraham see this? How come Abraham rejoiced? How come the Jews couldn't see this? Because Abraham had been to the place called Yonder. And in that place, he saw what others couldn't see. That's why Abraham believed beyond what others could believe. That's why I'm telling you, you can't compare the praise. So can you imagine the praise song Abraham came back singing? And people, maybe afterwards, that's when he told Sarah about what God had said about Isaac. And maybe Sarah thought, oh, he's dancing because his son Isaac is not going to die. Little did, he know, little did she know that Abraham had seen something way more spiritual. He was not just rejoicing for Isaac. He was rejoicing for all of us. Because he knew that humanity would be replaced on the cross. Where did he discover that? In a place called Yonder. So how do you think Abraham was? Who do you think Abraham could have conversations with? He had seen what other people could not see. He had seen what others could not see. Maybe that's why you can be in the same economy. Someone is frustrated, the other person isn't. Maybe there's something they've seen that other people have not seen. That's why the place called yonder, sometimes even fellow believers can't understand you because they've not crossed a certain line. There are some people who don't understand why you want to be at church on Friday, you want to be at setting up again at church on Saturday, again you want to be at church on Sunday. There is a line they've not crossed. There are others when you tell them church is from 6.30, they are wondering how on earth can a normal human being go to church at 0.6.30? Wait for it soon will be coming at 5. There is a line we crossed. There is a line we crossed. I don't know if you are getting my point. As a matter of fact, church time may be 6.30 but some of us are here the whole week. I don't know if you are getting my point. In our hearts, we are always here. I get a lot of people telling me, City of the Lord Church, we don't know what's wrong with you guys. You make it look as though other people don't go to church. You're always talking about church. There's a line we crossed in Wewantu. There's a line. There, there is just a certain line we crossed. 
that made us push on. When they were kicking us out of venues at Unza, we'd go there, we find they've locked it. No, we're having an exam. We'll go find another classroom. We just needed a place to lift our hands. We just needed a place to pray. Even when people were mocking, saying, these guys don't know what they're doing. What? They didn't know that there was like a line we crossed. There's a screw that came out of our heads. I don't know if you're getting my point. It's a place called Yonder. You can take a seat. Do you want to know how I became famous? It's very simple. There's a line I crossed. So I started organizing conferences to preach about the line I crossed. Then at the conferences, sometimes I would forget the people lying down on the ground for one hour singing about the line I crossed. Singing songs they've never heard. Singing songs I've never heard. Afterwards, I would stand up ask for the sick and then pray for them with the powers of the age to come. So I would pray for them using powers from the line I crossed. Then I would send them back. Call for another one, just see they've increased. Call for another one, they've increased. Call for another one, they've increased. All I did was just cross the line and ask people to cross it with me. It's a place called Yonder. Turn to your neighbor and say... You didn't say it properly. Turn to your neighbor and say. So now tonight, there's something I'm emphasizing about this place. How many of you would love to live in this place? I'm going to share something that there are two secrets I want to share about living in this place. Matthew chapter 16. I want us to read something. But here's the context. How many of you remember Simon Peter said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. Afterwards, Jesus talked about how he was going to die and Simon Peter turned from revelation to logic. And Jesus said, get behind me, Satan. Then Jesus says something in verse 24. Here is the secret to living in this place. Verse 24. How many of you want to go beyond the line? How many of you want to go just... I, I, I need to see your hands. How many are saying, Apostle, me, that's where I want to live? How many are saying, Apostle, me, that's where I come alive? How many are saying, that's where I come alive? Shout it. Say, that's where I come alive. Here is the secret. Oh, by the way, we've fixed the projection for this side. I think it even looks better than the one this side, right? Uh-huh. So the people this side are saying, eh, Just be shocked. People change their seats. Do you know how... Oh, by the way, you want to know how we fix the projection or why we're able to do such things? It's because of uh, the people who are consistent with giving in the budget groups. When people are consistent with giving in the budget groups, you know what happens? When there's a challenge, we don't have to say, guys, 
let's raise money for a new projector. No, because we had to get a new one. The other one died. We'll just pay. So you can imagine if everyone here just decides at the level of their ability, some 10,000, some 5,000, some 1,000, some 500, some 50, some 20, but every month I'm setting aside something and I'm a partner of the gospel. Then it means when a projector like this is being bought, your 50 quarter is in it. And you know what it means? It means every time people are able to look and see the scriptures, your reward is also coming. It means in heaven, Lord, listen to me. It means in heaven, I will not, the reward for whoever gets saved, whoever's life gets blessed. Think about this. Somebody gets saved at this meeting. Their life gets blessed. Afterwards, they go preach to 50 people, who preach to 50 people, who preach to 50 people. It's not just me who will get a reward. Even the person whose money ensured that the scripture was projected gets a reward. That's why this is a serious thing. I hope I've encouraged you. Just in case you think the projector fell from heaven. No, it came from your substance. Hallelujah. I hope you now understand why we collect offering. <laughs> so I encourage every member of this church to be in a budget group. And when you're in a budget group, don't be one of those who troubles your budget group leaders. Hallelujah. Apart from City of the Lord Church, I'm a partner with about three ministries. That's personally. And can I tell you what I told them? I asked for one favor. I told them to never remind me about my partnership. When they asked me why, I said I take the work of God too seriously. I don't need a reminder. No lecturer reminds somebody about their exam. They know. It's exam period. You begin to feel it in your spirit. I'm serious. They know. I, I beg them, never remind me, please. Yeah. Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory to God. So, that's part of a place called Yonder. Okay. Somebody say glory. So Jesus said to his disciples, Lord, I'm asking, I'm asking, please may their hearts be open. They need to get this one. The moment this one clicks, as in it's not, it's not proper Christianity with this, without this one. And unfortunately, this is not a very popular message nowadays. No one talks about this side of Christianity. Very few do. This is what Jesus said. If anyone desires to come after me how many are desiring to come after him how many are saying lord i'm chasing you i'm so in love i'm captivated i just can't get enough i'll spend my days running after your heart your heart your heart oh, 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 oh. okay <laughs> today my voice will finish renewed in Jesus name listen to this I, I'm emphasizing because I really want you to get it how many of you are saying I want to come after Jesus how many of you are saying I want to be where you are like with all your heart you know what you're saying I just want to be where you are how many, how many of you are saying that daily daily 
in your praises. You know how people sing with their Lord. I don't want to worship from afar. <laughs> people sing for God with my accents. I just want to be with you. <laughs> okay. I want to be where you are. Dwelling in your presence. Okay, let's go back to the scripture. Fisting at your table. Surrounded by your glory. In your. Can you imagine? God has actually given you the secret. As in Jesus has literally given you the secret there. As in Jesus has given you the key of knowledge that you need. Jesus has given... Listen. How many of you know that there are certain things that... I, I, I know there are people here right now and they are praying. Oh God, I'm asking. I'm asking to experience your glory. There are certain things that come by asking. But there are other things that come by seeking. The Bible says, ask, it shall be given. Seek, you shall find. Knock, and the door shall be opened. Some things you need to knock. Can I give you an example of knocking? If you want to activate the gifts of healings, you will have to lay hands and pray for somebody sick. By doing that, you are actually knocking on the door. If you don't do that, it will remain in your dreams. Some of you are so anointed in your dreams. The crusades you have had in your dreams. <laughs> As in, in your dreams, I'm your protocol. Not by imbecile. You've not even prayed for a headache. I don't know. People think like somehow one day, your hand will just magnetically go to another person's blind eye and then it opens. It doesn't happen like that. You have to knock. Sometimes you might pray for someone, you're not really seeing a result. You pray for another one, you're not really seeing what are you are knocking. Bang it until that door is open. And usually, what I've noticed with the gift of the spirit, and on one of the days we're teaching on the gift of the spirit, once the door is open, it becomes easy. For example, I'll be honest with you. Right now, one of the let me tell you certain miracles I find easy. Number one, shorter legs. My God. As in, we eat shorter legs for breakfast. It's one of those which we even say, guys, the cameras, the cameras. We even show, does anyone, does anyone want to see this? I remember the, who remembers those meetings where I would say, how many of you are doubting me right now? Come, be the ones in front. I would even look away, leg, grow. All of you remember those meetings. And then, let me tell you another one that honestly is becoming so easy. Deaf ears. Ha! I'm, as in, you don't know how sure I am. The other, what Unza uses it. And I quote for those who've got ears that are closed. A few people came up front. So I go to this person. And I asked, saying, what's the problem? I could tell this person had a problem because they had to like do this and give me the other ear. Yeah! I'm like, what's the problem? This ear has been blocked for how long? Yeah! I said, okay. I laid hands. Can you hear me? No! I'm like, good, this, it's working. I'm going to put them up. Healed! 
and then the smile on the face and the like you can do it it doesn't happen if it's like give them the mic give them the mic give them the mic i can hear what well, it's so easy why because we knocked on that door now what am i saying if anyone wants to come after me let him please if i've quoted it wrong tell me if anyone wants to come after me if anyone desires to come after me let him ask for it let him sing songs okay let him believe that one day it will happen let him get an invitation let him have a nice playlist there is no impartation god yonder you know the only, you know what i can impart i can impart the key of knowledge i can try and help impart an atmosphere but god gives the one secret let's read it at once 1 2 3 read That's it. One more time. Everybody, 1 2 3 go. One last time until you get it shouted. Where there is disciples put your name. There's a sister this side who wasn't saying it. So I've come to stand this side. Everybody at the count of 3. Hey, this line. Glory to God. This sign is this line is has already gone yonder. People are experiencing the glory. Hallelujah. Your young men shall see visions. Your old men shall dream dreams. Hallelujah. I'm doing this now for your sake. Everybody here, let's read it. If you can't see it from there see it from there if you can't see it from there see it from your bibles where these disciples put your name and then where there is anyone put your name and where there is him put yourself you know what i'm talking about eh 1 2 3 go uh huh the two ladies there are not saying it come on Can you say it? Ah, uh, let's go. Hallelujah. Let ah, uh, let's say it. Ah, uh-huh. 1 2 3 go. Everybody 1 2 3 go. Now, this seems like such a sacrifice, right? It is. Okay. Everybody stand for 10 seconds. Stand, stand, stand. Turn to your neighbor. If your neighbor is sleeping, wake them up. Say wake up, wake up, sleepy head. Wake up, wake up. Sleepy head, that's not your bed. Hallelujah. <laughs> That's from Teletubbies, eh? 
Has she gone yonder? Hallelujah. Sophie, you've gone yonder. <laughs> no, I will have another soaking session where we can lie down prostrate. Hallelujah. <laughs> okay, take your seats. Okay. Now, I, I want you to get this part because this part is my message. Once we have this part, we are done. So Jesus says, if anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross and follow me. In short, it's a sacrifice. Imagine you have to take up your cross. Next verse. And he gives a condition. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it. And whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. There are some of you who are trying to save your reputation. Jesus is saying you'll lose it. But if you lose your reputation for his sake, you'll find it. I'm telling you. What do you think about that? Interesting, eh? It's a place called yonder. Can I tell you what bothers me, eh? So many Christians are just average. Everything is average. Prayer life is average. For some, prayer life is non-existent. I mean, somebody prays once a week. Once a week. For 10 minutes. Every other day, they're just saying good night to God. How is that a Christian life? No wonder people are backsliding. It's boring. Their Christian life is boring because they've not discovered the place called yonder. The place called intercession. <laughs> they've not discovered the place called travail. They've not discovered the place called worship. That worship which is not like it's a worship where something good happens. You just want to worship something bad happens, you just want to worship. I don't know if you're getting my point. It's your happy place. Something happens, you just want to be in the house of God. No wonder people's Christian lives are boring. No wonder people can entertain compromise. They've not discovered the place called yonder. I'm telling you, if you desire that place, you must deny yourself. Pick up your cross and follow him. Now, what goes on the cross? Romans chapter 12, verse 1. What does the Bible say? I beseech you, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your reasonable act of worship. There is a worship that doesn't involve singing. There is a worship which involves how you are living. There is a worship that doesn't involve song. Look at this from the NIV. I urge you brothers in view of God's mercy to offer your bodies as living sacrifices holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. There is a worship that doesn't involve song. It involves you putting your body on a cross and daily sacrificing the desires of the flesh to walk in the spirit. That's where you find the place called yonder. Look at this. I'm not sure if people are ready for this one. So maybe let me quote it. I'll see the reaction and I'll know whether to proceed or we can end here. Galatians 5. 
come on you think it's just about do's and don'ts don't you think there's a reason we are telling you no avoid this avoid this avoid this we're trying to help you remove that baggage so that you can travel properly to that place called yonder you think it's just about do's and don'ts if it's just about do's and don'ts then it would be boring wouldn't it I'm telling you, there is actually a Christian life you can enjoy. My friend, there is something you can test. You can test the goodness of the word of God. Where the word of God starts testing sweet. And you know what's interesting? Sometimes when you are training yourself, the word of God can appear bitter then become sweet. Give me Galatians 5. I'll end on this one since people want to sleep. I'll end on this one. People want to sleep. Honestly, there is a place. I, I won't lie to you. I can go deeper than this one. Hallelujah. Say a place called yonder. Then you even say a place called yonder. Finally, I get it. Tell another neighbor, please go to yonder. Hallelujah. Let's see if we can try. Galatians 5, verse 16. Uh, give me New King James. I want you to see this, by the way. This one is a revelation, so you have to catch it. I say then, walk in the spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. So meaning, it's one thing to deny your flesh. It's another thing to walk in the spirit. The whole essence of you denying your flesh is so you can walk in the spirit. Listen to me. Sin has got an effect where it, you feel you are free but really you are in bondage spiritually. It's just your flesh which is free. Unfortunately, sin pays. The wages of sin is death. Holiness, on the other hand, your flesh is bound but your spirit is free. So it says, walk in the spirit and you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. It's interesting. It doesn't say walk in the spirit and you might not fulfill the lust of the flesh. It says you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Meaning, if you are struggling with the flesh, the secret is to walk in the spirit. And then, look at what it says. For the flesh lusts against the spirit, the spirit against the flesh. And they are contrary to one another so that you do not do the things that you wish. 
If you're going to carry your cross daily, there are some things that your body will desire, some things your flesh will desire. Your flesh will desire, you know what, let me just beat up that person. Then you do not do what you wish because you're walking in the spirit and the spirit has got fruit. And then it shows you the, let's go on. But if you are led by the spirit, you're not under the law. A person who's led by the Spirit, they need to be told, do this, do that, do that, do that. Next verse. Then it tells you what the works of the flesh are. And the works of the flesh, scripturally, are so obvious. And it usually starts with adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness. Uh-huh. Let's go on. Keep going. Envy, murders, drunkenness, revelries, and the like, of which I tell you beforehand, as I told you in the past, those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. It's not. Imagine, he's warning Christians and he tells them, if you practice these things, you're not going to inherit the kingdom of God. Then he goes on to say, look at this. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness. Uh -huh. Gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law. How many are ready for the revelation now? Next verse. Aha. Uh -huh. Wait, look at this. And those who are Christ's. How many of you believe you are, you are of Christ? Look at what they've done. They have crucified the flesh. With its passions and desires. Uh -huh, next verse. Here's where the revelation is. When I explain it, if you catch it, you understand why I did this. Notice what it says. If we live in the Spirit, how many of you know that by virtue of being saved, you live in the Spirit? There are people who say, no, today I'm in the Spirit. Tomorrow I'm in... No, no, you live in the Spirit. Now, look at what it says. So because you are saved, you live in the Spirit. However, look at the, the way Paul makes a category here. He says, if we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. So you can live in the Spirit, but you're not cooperating with the Holy Spirit. You're not, I, I don't know if you're getting my point. You can have the Holy Spirit dwelling in you, but you're not cooperating with Him. You can live in the Spirit, but you're not walking in the Spirit. So there are people who are living in the Spirit, but walking in the flesh. So you can imagine the Corinthian church had the Holy Ghost in them and yet they were committing all sorts of sin. And Paul says, don't you know your body is the temple? In short, they had lowered the standard because of their lack of knowledge. What am I trying to say? Every believer is living in the spirit, but is every believer walking in the spirit? And for you to walk in the spirit daily, what must you do? The flesh must be on a cross. Pick up your cross. Deny yourself. What are you denying? The flesh. And follow Jesus. It may seem like a big sacrifice. But as you continue going, you'll notice that he's the gift that keeps on giving. He's the hand that keeps on stretching. And he's that voice that keeps on speaking. Those mighty words of love. He's that ear that keeps on hearing 
and he's that heart that keeps on loving haha <laughs> i'm telling you as you keep walking it your flesh is dying but your spirit is more free and guess what when your spirit is free that's where that's true freedom can i tell you why because you can actually exercise things like self-control tell me who is more free tell me who is more free a man who is so lustful that he can leave his wife and leave his family and go sleep with anything in a skirt just go in the street and find anyone in a skirt and then afterwards he sits and thinks why do I live like this or somebody who the eyes can look and then he says no and he turns the other way and he continues who is more free the one who is more free is the one who's got the ability to say no if you don't have the ability to say no how is that freedom how is that freedom Who is more free? The one who just can't stop drinking or the one who is above 18. There is no law that can bind them. If they wanted right now, they can walk in a bar. No one can resist them. And yet they choose not to go there. Who is more free? <laughs> who is more free? Who is more free? I don't know if you're getting my point. The one who knows that this is wrong, but they keep doing it and, it, and they even know that if they keep doing it, they will not inherit the kingdom of God. Or the one who knows this is wrong, and they don't do it. Who is more free? That's why those who walk in the spirit, they don't even need the law because they are so free. They've got no chains on them. They are so free. I don't know if you are getting my point. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Ah, I hear there's a song like that. Eh? I'm so free. I've got no chains, homie, or something like that. But what I'm trying, <laughs> oh, glory. What I'm trying to say is that it's true freedom. Here's my point. If you want to get to this place called yonder, you're going to have to deny yourself. It starts with repentance from dead works. Listen to me. There are some people who I know, like sometimes just interacting with certain people, I won't lie to you. There are some people who, as it stands, of course there is hope for change, but as it stands, I'm just believing God that they make it to heaven. That's why I stick around in their life. I'm serious. Let me tell you why I say so. Because there are some people who are 17 years old but just don't want to let go of that boyfriend they keep sleeping with. No, we've talked about it for the seventh time. Then they can't go yonder. In the Bible days, people would give up their lives for Jesus. Somebody can't give up a sinful relationship where they claim to love each other but they're helping each other go to hell. No, no, no. I Trust me. I can tell that uh, this one can't go. You know, sometimes they can look and say, this one hasn't caught it yet. So I'm just hoping. Someone can delete Rihanna. For some people, what's standing in the way of them and encounter with God is those, that Rihanna album they keep listening to every week. As in, how does a person expect to hear melodies of heaven if their favorite album which they listen to every week is Good Girl Gone Bad? It starts with there. It starts with letting go of those dead works. It starts with deleting those, that pornography. 
It starts with deleting that number. I don't know if you're getting my point. No, it starts with deleting that number saved as talk time. It starts with deleting that number saved as rent. It starts with putting a PG setting and just stopping yourself from watching certain movies. And in those early days, it seems hard. It seems like a sacrifice. But guess what God calls it? Because he calls it, that's your spiritual worship. It starts with doing that. Once you get rid of that stuff, then it goes to other things. It goes to giving God your time. Some of you have not been tested yet. Some of you are in your gap year. And in your gap year, you've got all the time. You know when you'll be tested? When you've got five assignments and a midweek service to attend. Five assignments and a midweek service to attend. It starts with deciding that come what may, this midweek service is more important than these things. So I'll find time to do these things. I'll stretch. I'll study longer hours than other people because this midweek service, I just can't miss it. It starts with doing that. For some people, that's the, the biggest difference between them and yonder is the fact that they just can't make time for God. They are waiting for their spare time. You think God wants spare time? God is jealous. For some people, they're just a little too playful. Everything spiritual is not taken seriously. That's why a lot of people are not going yonder. They've just, they're just certain things they've refused to let go of. Once you start shrugging off those things, you lay aside every sin and weight. The Bible says laying aside every sin and weight. Weights may not even be sins, but you know these things are hindering me. There was a time I lacked self-control. And there's a series I started watching. That series ate into my prayer time. When I say ate, I mean it ate. <laughs> it ate into my prayer time. I deleted it. That's why I stopped watching it. Right now, I can, I can watch something and it didn't eat into it because I've learned self-control. In that period, I didn't have it. So what did I do? Deleted it. It had to go. It had to go. People of God, I hope you've heard my heart. I desire for everyone to go yonder. But some people just need to let go of certain things. Some things just need to be let go. You're not going to go yonder if you still ask childish questions. Hey, who says it's really wrong to do this? Hey, people who want to go yonder are not like that. They, don't, they are not trying to debate and leave Christianity on the line of whether it's right or wrong. Them, they want to be far from where it's wrong. Extremely far. a place called yonder. One last scripture. I've told you that a place called yonder requires a sacrifice. Can I show you one more sacrifice of this place called yonder? Hebrews 13. Hebrews 13 verse 15. Here's the final one uh -huh, for today. Therefore by him 
Let us continually offer the sacrifice of praise to God. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. There is another sacrifice called the sacrifice of praise. This is where you praise him when you don't feel it. This is where you praise him in the morning, you praise him in the evening. This is where you praise him when you are tired. And this praise doesn't require you to keep quiet. Guess what this praise demands? It demands the fruit of your lips. So for someone here, the difference between you and yonder is just making time to offer God the sacrifice of praise using the fruit of your lips. Ask your neighbor, when was the last time you just on your own spent time praising God? Ask them. What have they answered? So now, here is my point. When you read scriptures like this, it should not bother you anymore if I take five hours worship because we are supposed to continually offer the fruit of our lips. I just take out the puppy. Take it out. People of God, we've actually tried. We've got 20 more minutes of the overnight somewhere there. Now, I have a question. Is there anybody in this place? Listen, I know we all desire this. But for now, take note of my request. Is there anybody in this place who's saying, maybe let's start from somewhere, just in case. Is there somebody who's not born again? Somebody who's saying, Apostle, before we even go yonder, me, I'm not even anywhere there. Museko, I'm not born again. Is there anyone who's not born again? Raise your hand, please. Anyone who's saying, Apostle Fred, I want to give my life to Jesus. Because if I'm to look at the way I live my life, Jesus is not my Lord. Is there anyone? Raise your hand, please, if you're there. Anyone? How many are born again? Raise your hands. How many are not sure? Raise your hands. Okay, good. So we are all born again, eh? Now, is there anyone who's saying, Apostle Fred? When I look at myself, there's just a certain line I've been refusing to cross. I know everyone has got a place they can go to which is further. But for now, I'm not dealing with those who at least to an extent have crossed. I'm talking about somebody who's saying, Apostle, I've been a Christian one week or maybe I've been a Christian one year. Who knows? I've been a Christian.